there's a difference between looking and reviewing. And the difference wouldn't be such a big deal if what you don't know you don't know didn't potentially cost you something today or tomorrow. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in today. A quick announcement before we dive into our show, and that is that April is indeed almost over. And that simply means June will be here soon. So I wanted to make certain you knew I'm hosting another Pricing Made Human Masterclass. It is scheduled for Thursday, June 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern. It will be virtual on Zoom. And I'd love to have you join me and other entrepreneurs and small business owners, especially if you might be wondering, is now the right time to focus on the prices you charge? Because, you know, we're in the middle of an ongoing pandemic. Inflation continues to be on the rise. And you may already be feeling a little self-conscious about selling at your current prices. But here's my take on it. It is always a good time to reflect on your prices because like with money, it's never just about the numbers. And the approach that I walk you through during this masterclass tackles pricing from three sides, the financial, the personal, and the emotional. And a byproduct of this approach and reflection is that it has the potential of putting you and your business on an even firmer financial foundation. Because after all, pricing is the backbone of every business. So if you are an entrepreneur or small business owner, or you know one, check out or send them to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. There you can learn more and RSVP. We're capping our number of guests to 10 this time around. So check it out and grab a spot if you think this is right for you. Again, it is jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Now on to today's show. I am recording this episode just a few days after a rather momentous weekend. Momentous in this way, Ramadan, Easter, and Passover coincided, something that occurs about every 33 years. And for those of us who celebrate these holidays, this past weekend was filled with traditions, traditions of beliefs, storytelling, and customs, traditions around what food is eaten and when, traditions around how we renew our minds, our bodies, our spirits, traditions that shape the ceremony of how we gather. But even if you don't celebrate and follow the traditions of the aforementioned religions, you likely have a few traditions of your own, especially if you view them as things you think and do over and over and over again without fail, much like your habits. Traditions or habits 
They reveal what and who is important to you. They provide a glimpse into some of your current and long-term priorities. And you definitely have some traditions where your money is concerned, even if you don't call it by that. These are the things you think and do over and over again around how you save, around how you invest, how you give, how you spend, and how you conduct research even before making a purchase. And these are just a few examples. Your personal and banking and credit card and investment statements, they provide many of the clues around your financial traditions slash habits. But there's one habit far too many people don't practice. They don't review their statements. Let me repeat that. They don't review their statements. They make a common mistake of conflating looking at their statements with actually reviewing them. And there's a strong possibility, dear listener, that you're doing the same thing. How can I be so bold as to say so? It is based on the hundreds of coaching clients with whom I've worked and the thousands of audience members at my speaking engagements over the years. From my work, what I've witnessed is that most people look at the top line number. Does it make sense? But they rarely dive into the pattern of the transactions that top line number represents. Looking versus reviewing wouldn't be such a big deal if what you don't know you don't know didn't potentially cost you something today and in the future but oh, it does. A story I frequently lean into, and I have probably shared this on a previous episode of the podcast too, is one that helps to prove my point. And it is of a father, his teenage daughter, and Target. If you're unfamiliar with this story, go and Google it because it is definitely worth diving into for so many different reasons. The story was one that made, you know, that really kind of put the whole discipline of data analytics uh, on the dining room table, if you will, for many unfamiliar with this discipline to start talking about. Because what it highlighted was that information that the stores, especially the big box stores where we shop and the financial institutions with whom we do business, as well as those that we don't, they collect information about your, about mine, about our buying behavior and our habits. And and what that data analytics does is it helps to um, kind of highlight the day-to-day aspects of our lives currently and what they might be in the future. And so with the target story in particular, it put a spotlight on how marketers use past and current buying behavior to assume what an individual, a family, or a business might need in the future. Now, I'll tell you, I don't necessarily have a problem with this practice. You know, it is definitely an issue that's very nuanced, it's complex, and it's multi-layered. I can see it being used for good, And I can also see it being used in nefarious ways, but let's stay on the good side. (laughs) And, you know, 
one of the things that I think about, especially on the good side, is how you can do something similar for yourselves. Because a key concern of mine, again, is what you don't know, you don't know about your own behavior and habits, particularly since one of the biggest blocks to your financial success is a lack of financial self-awareness. And so if these big box stores and the financial institutions, both those with which you do business as well as those that don't, if they are doing financial profiling, it kind of makes sense that you should do your own kind of financial profiling. So this is something else that I probably shared in a previous episode, but it bears sharing with you again. And it is a simple way to amplify your financial self-awareness. And it, it is an exercise um, that will help you to know what others, again, like those large retailers and financial institutions, possibly already know about you and your money, but that you are not tuned in to yourself. So I call this exercise roll call. And it's where you go through your banking, your credit card, and your investment statements, and you annotate each expense and each investment as follows. H is that you're happy with that purchase or with that investment. M is that purchase, more than likely, is mandatory. Like I, I can't imagine you would have a mandatory investment. So H is for um, an investment or a purchase, expense, et cetera, that you're happy with. M is for an expense or purchase that is mandatory. And R is for regret. And that can apply to a purchase, an expense, or an investment. So again, it's H for happy, M for mandatory, R for regret. And what the roll call exercise does is it helps you to discover a lot about your habits and the triggers for the choices that you make. In other words, you glean data that you can use to adjust your financial behavior. And how do you adjust your financial behavior? By adjusting your habits intentionally. And the reason why we focus on habits as much as we do around here is because Duke University conducted a study. And this is also something that I talk about a lot in my workshops, I've probably referenced it here and in a few other episodes, and I definitely talk about this with my coaching clients. And what their study revealed is that 40% of the choices that you and I make on a daily basis stem from habits, not conscious decision-making. And this is what makes the roll call exercise so profound and so powerful. It's simplicity helps to reveal whether you're using a highlighter or check marks or some other tool, but it helps to reveal with objectivity how many of your financial decisions and choices are done with little to no thought versus how many of them are, and how do you feel about them? And the data that you end up tracking from this roll call exercise is in part the same information the retailers you shop with and the financial institutions with which you do business and don't, it's the same that they use to create a profile about you, 
about your routines, your preferences, or their presumption of what your preferences are, about your needs or what your what their presumption of your needs are, and similarly, your wants. And this is why I get so aggravated when folks want to take shortcuts, because usually that shortcut that you you're taking, it hurts you <laughs> more than it hurts anybody else. So let me give you a few examples. You check your banking balance daily, which makes you feel like you are engaged with your money, but you don't review your statements in any detail. You're not checking for patterns. You're not checking for leaks. You're not checking for opportunities. Here's another example. You utilize a debt reduction strategy that treats all of your debt equally, which makes you feel like you're making progress and you are really on the path of debt zero, when maybe a more effective approach, at least psychologically, would be to use a two-prong approach, one for your quote-unquote good debt and another for your quote-unquote bad debt. One more example. You invest in index funds across all asset classes in every account you have, because why not, right? It's simple, it's easy to keep track of, and it makes you feel like your overall portfolio is diversified. When for true diversification, you actually more than likely need a combination of index and actively managed funds, and probably a fewer number of funds than you actually have to boot. In each of these examples, um, the former, right, the, the thing that I led with represents the easier way. And it's the shortcut that doesn't typically prompt you to do any deep, you know, self-reflection. It doesn't invite you to evaluate things. It doesn't invite you to explore your feelings and why do you do the things that you do? Why do you make the uh, financial choices that you make? Why do you continue the particular habits that you have? So when you take shortcuts, yes, it, it can sometimes be beneficial to you because it saves you time. So again, going back to the shortcut, you check your banking balance daily. You utilize a debt reduction strategy that you apply across all of your debt equally. You invest in index funds. Yes, that is a shortcut and it can at times save you time and money. But just be careful. Take shortcuts when it makes sense to do so, but not because... You don't want to do the messy and uncomfortable work that managing your relationship with money sometimes requires. And I say sometimes, but really often requires. To benefit from data analytics, you don't need to become a statistician like the guy mentioned in all of the tar Target articles about the pregnant teenager and her father. But you would be better served if you became more aware of the same things others know about you and your money than perhaps you do at present. And by the way, increasing your financial self-awareness doesn't preempt you from having to navigate uncertainty. It does, however, help you to adapt to the unknown with greater ease. So what's the short version of everything that I've just said? Traditions are about what you practice today. They are about creating a legacy and it is focused on what you want to endure through generations. And guess what? 
your financial habits, reveal your financial traditions, and they plant the seeds for your financial legacy. They coalesce to go beyond how and if your numbers add up and expose your beliefs, your behaviors, your values, your expectations, and so much more when it comes to money. Just like the traditions and the legacy many continued during that momentous holiday weekend. As always, thank you so much for listening all the way until the end. If today's episode sparked an aha or reflection, I'd love to hear more about that. So please send me a DM on Instagram. And if you don't want to do it privately and you want to let others know, then take a screenshot of this episode and then tag me on Instagram and we'll start a a more public conversation. And of course, I'd love to have you join me and other entrepreneurs and small business owners for the next Pricing Made Human Masterclass. It is scheduled for Thursday, June 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern. It will be virtual. So to learn more and to RSVP, go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so we can reach more people. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review because we do read them. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, thank you for listening and listening all the way into the end. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. 